in case you regret it, pay too much for number 41, want a woman. Now you don't have to regret anymore because that's her yeah. FA year. So it makes it even more special. Exactly. I believe I 100% agree with you. And it's interesting that you said that because the same thing happened when I bought Dumbo. And I forgot someone told me that 41 was the year that Dumbo came out as well. The Dumbo year, 1941. That was um, me. That was, yeah, Mr. There you go, Mr. V. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, 1941. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, I'm learning these things. I'm going, I'm like, man, that, that's so cool. I wasn't expecting that. So it, it ends up being like, a, it's like a, like a present for me or a gift. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the VV Vantage podcast. Our guest today has one of the craziest Lomin collection i've ever seen it is so crazy i had to write down he has over 60 public mint 41 so 60 mint 41 which is the first public mint available on vv he also has the first public mint of thor collectible and thor comic first and last public mint of Edman comics he has mint 41 one woman and mint 41 dumbo which 1941 is the founding year for those two characters over 3,000 nfts and vv and he also turned 90,000 to over four hundred thousand dollars from flipping crypto punks and boy apes. I guarantee you will enjoy our conversation with Mr. 41. Let's get to it. Mr. V, you look dressed up today. Usually with yeah. Mr. 41, usually this guy would be wearing just a regular, pretty lame looking t-shirt. But, he, <laughs> but he's rocking a long sleeve button up shirt today. Oh man. With a wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Embarrassingly, I got to do some laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You got the nicer outfits and the dirty clothes with the nicer outfits, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 41, welcome to the VV Vintage Podcast. We are super excited to have you here today. Can I tell you a, a quick story? Oh, sure. Of course. All right. So since I started the YouTube channel... And since I and Mr. V started this podcast, I've always been the person who reached out and invite people on to these interviews. But then I only know so many people and many of the major collectors and whales like you are super low key. It's not easy to find you guys because I'm not in these like specimen collector circles or these whale circle. So I know you do Twitter spaces, but I don't because I work on these videos and I, you know, I work on the, the podcast. So then I asked Mr. V, I said, hey, can you tap into your specimen collector circle to see if anybody will be interested in coming on? And he's like, oh, I have 40 people in my group. And I was so happy. And, and, and he's like, yeah, let me go look. And then he came back. Uh, like two days later and he was like hey i know this guy mr 41 he has a crazy collection what do you think about him and i was like huh 41 and then i did my research and then the moment that i opened the app i found you with the number 41 lamborghini the red one when i saw your collection i was like oh my god you know it was like pure joy and excitement because as i started scrolling to your collection I've never seen that many first public mints before. So you have over 60 mint 41, which is wild. That few minutes of seeing your collection, I was like, hey, we have to get this guy on. So thank you so much for being here. You have the FA tag of being Mr. V's first guest. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me on too. It's a pleasure you know, to be uh, talking with you guys today. Right on. So Mr. 41, so you and I are kind of familiar with each other, but I think it'd be cool to be able to let our audience know a little bit about you and maybe how the name Mr. 41 came about. Sounds, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit about me is I got into the, the space in a few years back. I got into crypto uh, first and foremost, and then just fell down that Web3 rabbit hole. And from there, I got into NFTs. I first heard about and saw crypto punks when they were like around eight or ten thousand dollars each. And then at the same time, I'd heard about Vivi. I had to make a choice at that time, and I, I went with crypto punks. And always had Vivi in the back of my mind because of the IP. Uh, the only thing I just didn't agree with, like the not being interoperable. And that was like kind of anti Web three at the time. And but I didn't know any better too at that time. I didn't read to the white sheet and see the goals that Vivi had. So. And then after I, I got into me after that, obviously, but that's where I kind of started my journey into the space. Yeah. And then, yeah, Mr. 41, I got that name. I'm in a group with a couple of guys and I started collecting 41s and I just, I threw the idea out there. People thought, and I had a lot of support from Rolex and, and Silicon is the one he actually helped me look up the name, see if it was available. So I ended up getting an NFT with the name, Mr. 41, so it's, and Rolex helped me lock that in too. So it's a lot of, a lot of camaraderie and met some great people through the app and on the community. That's what one of my favorite things about Vivi. 
is it's a great community. There's a lot of people in the community and it's, there's so many resources out here. That's what I love the most about BB, the, the community. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool that Silicon and Roly were able to help you out with that. Because I do know that there is another person in that group that collects Lowe's public mints as well. And I wasn't sure how he was going to take it. But the guy's name is CB, CB New York, NY1. I think on it's his username on on the app, but uh, yeah, a funny, funny guy. I see he's a good guy. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your introduction to NFTs being between, and you were split between going with a CryptoPunk or jumping into VV. And it sounds like you opted to go with the CryptoPunk first. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. All right. My question for you is, what made you confident or comfortable enough to just like put? A, do- a single dollar into NFTs to begin with. Was it, it was it like maybe a friend, a family member? Did you re- did you read something on a Reddit thread? Yeah, that's a great question. I ended up reading an article, you know, because I would always I was I was in a crypto at that time, pretty hard in crypto, and I would go on different websites where that have articles or information about upcoming projects, or whatnot. And I read an article on NFTs and uh, it being like the next big thing, and because the use cases for NFTs are, are pretty much limit limitless. So that for me, something clicked and I still don't know what it is, but it's just pretty much like a gut feeling of it being the next, the next thing, the next, the evolution pretty much of, of digital technology or web 2.0 advancement. So it's pretty much something that's emerging and, and taking off. And it just made sense to me at the time when I saw CryptoPunks so low, I was in a crypto and, and I didn't pull the trigger yet, but luckily my, my portfolio started going up and I didn't end up making a purchase for my first CryptoPunk. I was around like 90 grand and I, I didn't really hesitate to make that purchase. And I talked to a few of my friends that were in a crypto and they thought I was crazy. And I think I probably was, whatever. But if you don't take any risk, you really don't get any reward. So I purchased it for around 90 grand. And then like within two months, I sold it for like over $400,000. So that was like my first introduction of like seeing like massive gains. And then I FOMO'd and ended up buying another one back for like five ETH cheaper, like two days later. And luckily like ETH went up. So I ended up reselling that one uh, for like another hundred grand more. It was pr- pretty a humbling experience to say the most, but like the, the crypto punks here, they're always going to have a spot in my heart and board aid. Those, these, these are things I want to eventually work my way back into other projects when I'm working my way back to. So that's wild. So usually we have all of these questions like laid out 15 minutes before the the interview, right? And then when I was sending you the, the Zoom link, you share with me the video of you accepting a bit for your crypto punk. And the bid was like 125. Well, actually, can can we even talk about that? Yeah, or do you want to keep it private? No, yeah, of course. Yeah, you go ahead and talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So you, you share with me a video of you accepting a bit of 120 something ETH, which was back then like half a million dollars for your crypto punk. Was that you like actually selling it? Because that was that was wild. Yeah. So like it's pretty much like how on Vivi we can list our items like at crazy prices, right? Just to kind of like put them out there. On, and on the Larva Labs website, which is different from OpenSea, but it's pretty much similar where you can you can throw an offer. Like maybe I don't think we have that option yet. So someone like say, I can't put an offer for so much for a certain item, but someone made an offer to me. So someone, I guess, fell in love with my CryptoPunk and they made me an offer and I just I just couldn't refuse it. At that time, I wow. came into crypto to make money and I still had that same mentality. And then from there, I started becoming a collector and I still I still try to make money if I can or something like that, but it's not. Not my right now in the bear market. That's pretty rough, right? So, so, but that's just like the mentality I can came in with 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 that. But the same the same feeling I had like when I bought it, my first CryptoPunk. I had that same feeling about you know it's like whatever problems they got going on and things like that. Once these things get ironed out. Hey guys, just a quick message. Every week, I miss V work over twenty hours to bring you the most non BS VV content. English is my second language, and there were nights we recorded until one a.m. My brain stopped processing and I naturally spoke Vietnamese to him and it got pretty weird. But that's just how dedicated we are to this podcast. In return, we ask you to enter a gentleman agreement. We will continue working into 1am for you, but we ask you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and tweet at us to tell us what you think because those comments will ultimately help us to refine the content just for you. That's it. That's all you need to do. Let's get back to it. I just think the sky's the limit pretty much. What was, what was going through your mind when you got that? Offer and and also how how much did you pay for it? That one, I think it was it was at that time. I think I paid one twenty ETH, and then I think that offered one twenty five ETH. But the Ethereum was since it's all, it also correlates in, like with USD. The Ethereum, mm-hmm. the price per Ethereum went up, was sh- shooting up. That's when it was like taking off. So it was it was like the the USD amount was quite a bit more than what I paid for it. 
Uh, that's what I like about a lot of NFTs that are correlated with with USD and, and tokens because they can kind of take off twice. Like, for example, if if there's something for one ETH and the project takes off and then maybe it shoots up to five ETH, if, if the price per Ethereum takes off, you can kind of get like a double a double run. So that's what I also got into NFTs because I like that that factor instead of versus just buying ETH by itself because of a, of a project gets more momentum, the, the ETH price is going to go up. So it's like um, it's like a double, like a two in one. Mm. So it was pretty, pretty interesting how that happened. Yeah. So you, you bought one for $90,000 and you flipped it for 400,000 and then you made profit from this second CryptoPunk as well. What went through your mind as you saw those numbers? Because those are crazy numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty intense. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. It was just pretty much shock, right? Just like when, when anyone's in the middle of a bull run, I think shock is probably the, the best way to describe how I felt. It was something I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it, but in a sense, I, I kind of was because I just, I just felt it was just going to take off. And like, for example, like CryptoPunks, they've been around since uh, I think 2017. They're the, to my knowledge, like the first the PFP profile project on the blockchain and i think that's my knowledge that was it was done as a as an experiment so for example like the crypto punks their, their history in the nft space is like they're considered hieroglyphics or a fine art in the nft space uh, and it's like they, there's like pretty much no utility to them and i don't think there probably ever will be but and i don't think they need it just because of the status they have you know, they're like one of the most respected projects out there in my opinion and they pretty much paved the way for the, the nft space so Mr. 41, when you did receive that offer or offers for selling your your NFTs to, I guess, selling those off, do you have a plan in mind with what you intended on using those gains and profits for? And maybe did you already know that you wanted to diversify a bit or were you just kind of just looking to sell and then sit on it so you could buy some time? to think about what your next plan would be. Yes, like when I first realized I had an offer, the offer was sitting there, I think for about four or five days. I was, I was on vacation, so I wasn't checking stuff. And then when I got back, it was sitting there for like four or five days. So it's like this person, whoever wanted it, could have retracted their offer. So once I saw it and I started researching, like in case there were any big announcements that I missed to make sure if I was to sell it, that I wouldn't have been making a mistake because something big got announced and therefore the value would be going up. Uh, so I researched and sat on it for hours. I called a few people that I consider mentors and asked for their opinion on, on the matter. Um, and then from there, I made my own decision to sell. And then from there, I switched over to, I bought a board ape at that time. The ETH was around like six, it was like half the price. So pretty much I, I, I took half out, profit half out in USD. And then the other half, I reinvested into other projects. When you jumped onto the board apes project, how far along were they? in terms of their utility, in terms of the the social facets, like the, the social currency and all of that? Uh, they were gaining steam. I had my eye on that project for a while. And, and that's just something that I, that I learned is don't judge a project by its art because at that project, I, I didn't like the art and I could have gotten a lot earlier. And that's just something that I felt that, you know, I've, I've learned is I'm not judging the project by its art. But instead, look into the project, read their white sheet, and, and look into the founders and make a decision from that. But yeah, they had already airdropped the mutants. And so I think, from my knowledge, the, the board apes, they're the ones that are the project that invented utility for NFTs, to my understanding. So when you hear utility in NFTs, it's they're pretty much the, the people that paved the way the project that paved the way for that so so they're for that sense they're they're respected in the t space because of that and apart from many other things but yeah they're still pumping like so when i when i got mine the eth still was shooting up but still i think the eth part probably 2x since i ever since i was holding it in floor and i i think i picked one that was kind of like a semi-rare one to trades and that's when i kind of got it started getting into understanding the trades and rarities of 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 the NFTs in these projects. That's that's really cool. So you you came from the pure Web three NFT space to Vivi, and Vivi obviously doesn't have interoperability uh, right now. Hopefully, they will have it in the future. You cannot receive offers from other people. How did you make that transition from a very decentralized space to Vivi? And why did you start investing in, in, into Vivi? Yeah, for a few a few different reasons. I think maybe nostalgia is, is one big one too. You see Spider Man or all these different Marvel characters. And I grew up when when X Men came out and I watched all the cartoons. And then also Vivi had mentioned that they had planned to go interoperable. And they also planned a metaverse or Vivi verse things like that. So for me, it's just 
it, what what crossed my mind was running into CryptoPunks at the very beginning. So you got to understand, like with CryptoPunks, they came out in 2017 and they pretty much sat idle for years, maybe four or five years before they pretty much got noticed, at least in my opinion, from what I've seen, um, or, or took off. I saw an opportunity that I felt resembled CryptoPunks at a very young age. Whether the intropable factor we have now, what maybe down the road, three to five years or something, maybe it's something that might come into fruition. Um, but yeah, so pretty much that's 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 what I see in the BB. I just see pretty much these a very, very young project being born and pretty much starting to get on its feet right now. I know that you you joined VV because of the belief that, oh, this might be the second CryptoPunk. And when CryptoPunk started in, in 2017, nobody knew about it until a few years later, until like 2020 or even 2021, right? VV is pretty much the same. I, I do believe so too. But then there's, there's a lot of things going on with VV. Like they, they've missed multiple deadlines already. You're just things like that. Because of those missed deadlines and because of all the efforts surrounding the projects today, do you have that same belief that you had when you first joined VV? And how do you stay committed to VV? Yeah, I, I still do have the same feeling that that I had when I first started. I still I still feel VV has a lot of room to grow and it's still so young. So pretty much I, I, I just compare it to other other projects, whether you want to compare it to Bitcoin, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. So we're, we're pretty much in uncharted territory and BB is pretty much building the plane as it's in the air, so to speak. So since it's just, it's something that's pretty much never been done before. And BB, what, what I find interesting is it, it has a marketplace and it's different. It has a, it's an, it's an app and it's, it's, it's built a little bit differently. It's built to be consumer friendly as well. So it, it's, it's pretty interesting, but yeah, but even like CryptoPunks or these other projects, when you're holding one and it's like, it was kind of scary having an, an asset that, that like get hijacked or click on a wrong link and before it's gone. So that was another reason why I felt comfortable selling because I felt it was too much to risk losing, whether the, the chances are of losing your NFT are, are very low, but I just, it's just something that, that for me, it was, it was kind of a little scary. <laughs> to hold on to so it's it's interesting but yeah i think you know with you guys still feel the same way we're gonna we have a lot of bumps in the roads the community is is strong whether whether there's flood or not you know, there's still people that that are talking about vv and uh, so I, I still feel that there's a lot of room to grow whether it depends also what what goals you have if any of your goals are making return of your investment maybe you're putting money into invest it might take a little a long time or not who knows will it ever go up we don't know right but these are the things that if you're investing that you gotta, you gotta be willing to take that take that shot right so since you've entered the space since you've made a couple of significant sales and now that you have your feet wet with the vv ecosystem do you feel like you've adjusted how you weight your your portfolio so you were talking about before how you were pretty heavy into crypto before entering the nfts like and, and handling and dealing with the NFTs and, and then VV with the digital collectibles. Now that you've had all this exposure to this space, do you find that you've weighted more favorably with NFTs because of their ability to maybe give that double benefit? So like if so kind of like how you were talking to how ETH was running up and also the the returns of like if you were paying an ETH for an NFT was running up as well, getting that double kickback, so to speak. Do you find that you have shifted more heavily into NFTs because of that? And especially now that we're in a bear market in anticipation of another run up, or do you find that you've kind of stepped back a little bit more, shifted the your, your portfolio more in favor of crypto? What are your thoughts and, and, and based on your experience, what, what do you find more comfort in? Right now, I think, I feel more comfort in building up liquidity and, and being liquid heavy at the time, because right now there's there's so much, in my opinion, geopolitical issues going on in the world that have a factor on markets, right? So I think for me, I think just being liquid heavy and, and being ready to invest. So I have kind of take a, taken a step back and reanalyzed my position in, in VV, you know, so maybe, for example, I'm not going off, off after many lower mints unless I find a good deal or something. Like the other day, I, I did pick up an SR Miles maybe last week because I saw an opportunity. I actually had one listed a little bit above the floor, right? Like three, I think there was like three underneath below mine. And when I checked on it, like a few days later, there was only one 
I was like, oh man, so maybe there's there's someone picking these off. So I ended up buying that one and, and taking mine off the market. So there's there's creating some fluff in between, right? So it's like you know, I, I think my my low mint collection is is pretty much. I think my collection I have is pretty pretty good. Maybe it takes off. I'm comfortable with what I got, right? So I think yeah, I don't know. And I'm also just trying to have fun too. Like what what I like. I'm also hoping they drop like a Wolverine pretty soon because he's my favorite character. You know what I mean, so I want to try to have some gems and wait for an opportunity to come up because if we're in bear markets, there's going to be opportunities to take it of, of people, certain people's maybe financial situations, maybe where they might have to let something go at a lower price or things like that. So I think being liquid heavy is, is important right now in, in these markets and in real life too, right? We've got a lot of stuff going on just to be ready for, for opportunity in case an opportunity presents itself to be ready. So that's where I'm kind of, I'm at and I'm thinking. Right? I mean, so your collection is very unique because you have most of them are sub or mint 41 how do you feel about the recent over-the-counter transactions and how do you think those trades will affect the value of your collections yeah so like the otc deal uh, obviously like i'm going to be speaking from a, a biased perspective right like because of what i got uh so obviously it was i was pretty infuriated and other people that were low mint collectors were, were as well and i probably took it express my feelings a little bit on spaces about that but it's like it is what it is now it's like i was i was a little emotional at that time because it's like that's something that from my knowledge and like what what we saw was not supposed to happen or at least what we were told was not going to happen so i think i was more upset with with that and then also to not have a chance maybe at those low mints because like for example like say thor i think uh, Thor 99 and 100 SRs were part of the deal of the, the, the Journey into Mystery 83, the first appearance comic. That's like, okay, I got the first public mint Thor. So it's like, I don't know. I didn't feel it was, it was, it was right. And I felt it could have been handled smoother, but you know, I don't know if it was a mistake on Vivi's part or not, whatever they can do. It's their business at the end of the day. They're free to do whatever they want. Right. And it's just like, I got to keep reminding myself I'm a, I'm a passenger in this VV. I look at VV as a vehicle and I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a passenger. I'm not, I'm not a driver. you right. So we got the CEOs are, are the ones that are driving the vehicle. Right. So it's like, we we're either going to be on board or we're going to be off. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you got to take the hits too, right? Everything can just be sunny days, right? Especially if you're collecting or investing or things like that. It's just, these are things that, that you got to be ready to, to evolve and, and just be ready to change your strategy. Right. So, yeah. So that's why I've kind of taken it easy on the, lower mints and maybe going after other stuff or just drops right now and and seeing seeing what happens with that of the otc deal maybe maybe if they decide to do that and offer it to everybody you also i also got to be ready for that as well yeah so that's just that's my opinion on that so you said that you expressed your your thoughts and opinions in spaces and that a lot of other special or low other low mint collectors shared shared similar sentiments about the situation and that you've found that you've had to pivot just a bit. So your activity has slowed down quite a bit, um, as you were saying. Now, what does, to, to what extent have you slowed down? What does that, what does that mean? Yeah. So I think I just took a step back and trying to reanalyze like, what, what do I want out of VV? And I got to remember, I want to, for me, VV is, is a fun on it. Right. So it's like, I want to make sure I keep having fun. So, um, if I keep going after 41s and paying whatever, 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 how many X over the floor, and then six months down the road, VV decides to offer OTC to the public, I don't think that'd be the best, smartest move for me to keep doing that. Buying 41s, and at least I think it's worth seeing what what they go in for. They these sub these sub public mints do come out and go from there. So it's I'm also waiting for clarification. I asked Alex and Spaces, and I sent David you an email for. Uh, they, they'd be able to offer some uh, clarity on that situation or sub public mints in, in general. So I can actually have some more footing to be able to have somewhere to point some direction pretty much on where I want to go. So, cause I still, I still love low mints, right? I think, I think they're real cool. And it's and being in the market, like low mints are pretty, pretty popular. And, and I think they did take a hit after the OTC deal. The lower mints are not as sought after they still are, don't get me wrong, but I don't think there, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, I can find the, the right words, but it's confusion in the air still of what's going to happen, at least in my opinion, right? Yeah, absolutely. A, a thought that came, that was, that had crossed my mind before was how can they reward these lowest public mint holders who've gone through, gone through the ropes, who've, who've made that effort to, to find and, and pay those premiums or what have you. And something that I was thinking about was maybe as an incentive, maybe VB should be able to award at no fee a sub 41 or a sub 186 or like a lower than public mint, lower than the lowest public mint 
right? As just a, as a sign of good faith after what they've done and at least give that the, the lowest public mint holders those options. So like, say, for example, if you got the lowest public mint of the Thor comic, maybe they should maybe give you one lower than what they'd given anyone else as a as a thank you for your commitment and faith in the in the project. I, I don't know what kind of thoughts have crossed your mind when, you know, like as a way for them to not right or wrong. Right. Because it, it's it's like you said, that they're the drivers and we're the passengers, but maybe to kind of make amends in a way and so that everyone can move on. I think that's a really good question, because even though the the NFTs that you have on VV will probably give you a very good return on, on investment and they may say, oh, that's going to be the benefits, the utilities of you having those low mean collectibles. But I think it's also like you guys have spent a lot of money on the app a lot of time, a lot of effort to it, you are super committed. And I think there should be some some benefits. Well, this is me just adding to Mr. V's question. For example, like maybe you guys should have early access to MCP because you are the huge users who have, who have spent a lot of capital and time in the app. Or maybe you should be able to get some kinds of batch in the app or a, a special access to something instead of just some extra MCP points because you have low mint. Yeah. So I just wanted to add, to add to that question. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. If they decide to do something like that, that'd be cool. Right. Uh, yeah. I think that, that'd be cool, but I, I don't, I don't know if that's something that, that they would do, but it would maybe, it would help improve some of the sentiment. But for, for me, it's not as, as important as it was, I think, two days or whatever when it happened. You know, it's just, it's kind of like when, when time passes, it's just like, okay, what's what's the next move? I just, I got, I got to adjust uh, to like the current market situations or the current the things I have in front of me. I don't try to dwell too much in, in, in the past, but it would be nice. It would show some type of gratitude for them on, on their behalf, right? So I think that would, that would pretty much anything if they were to show any, any, any put forward some type of effort, I think that would be, that'd be pretty cool and bullish, right? Because it would show that they do care about the collectors and, and we all make mistakes, right? It, it, is it a mistake and on their part? Maybe not. Maybe it's something they planned out. Yeah, I see the point of view, like with some points and things like that, it'd be, it'd be cool, but it, it's it's something that might make me even feel bad to get because if if they do give something out for like these super low mints, it's like, it would I feel it would put me in an unfair advantage over other people that, that might even create a, a different type of uproar, right? Because then when, when we start doing things like that, then everyone's going to want, going to want things. I think we might be counterproductive in my opinion. I think that there are multiple ways they can reward power users and still make it fair so that the rewards doesn't have anything to do with monetary benefits. For example, like I started VV back in February, 2021. So I, I, I was pretty early myself. I'm definitely not a whale, but I, and many other folks who are whales haven't received our MCP point, for example. And I think what they should do is, oh, what if you started VV early on, like you committed to us very early, or if you have a, a, a big collection, you should be rewarded with early MCP access, for example. So it's not monetary values, but it is a good way to reward, to motivate people without creating that jealousy in the community, because it's better to give us those kind of things which I think is very fair compared to giving MCP access to some accounts that haven't logged in for a few months and going with that random selection route with MCP and other features too. But that's just me rambling about yeah, the, things. Yeah, great, yeah, great ideas. Yeah, I think that would that would they do something like that or, or, or any type of reward for low mints, it would, it would bring more attention to the lower mints yep. and the lower community and then might might even increase the value to the lower mints and you know create a higher demand for that too right so it's a very interesting question great great points too yeah that'd, that'd be cool to see something like that you know the more yeah. i think about it or more i think it's, it's it's a good idea right and i love hearing stories i know you have a beautiful collection i would love to hear stories about three nfts that you have okay so tell me a story about one mint that took you the longest to get or one NFT that was the hardest to get. So that's number one, right? The second one will be a mint that you regret getting. And the third one will be a mint that you would absolutely keep if everything else is taken away from you. You can start with okay. any of them. Okay. I think the, the mint that took me the longest or hardest to get, I think it's a tie between my, my Thor Secret Rare 41 collectible and my 41 Wonder Woman collectible. So 
I, I noticed the the 41 Thor, and I, I, that was probably one of my first 41s I got. And, and it's just like, I like lower mints. It's like, I, I would go anything like sub 100, I thought was cool. And it, it still is, right? They're, they're great. And once I saw that on the market, and then I saw, I think at that time, I think I might have had like two walls or three walls. And it's like, okay, the wall price is a lot higher than what I paid for it. Uh, so I ended up selling or shorting a wall and using that to purchase my, my 41 Secret Rare Thor. Um, so it's like, I, I'd rather have a 41 Secret Rare Thor than than a, a walt, a floor walt, right? And that's just me, right? I just let the mint number and the, the Thor, I think he's a very significant character. So so I just had to have him and ended up making a deal with someone on the, the Facebook group. And we were going back and forth and he took it off the market and waited for me to sell. It took a little bit of time too. So it was like that whole time. But it was like about a week or so um, oh. discussing and, and back and forth. But I, I loaded up the gems and, and ended up making a transaction. Very guy. He was a class act. He waited for me. And it was, it was pretty cool. We became friends. And then the, the 41 Wonder Woman, that one, I remember seeing it like in the, in the bull market, some crazy gem price. And I was like, man, if I sell this, this, and this, I was just, I was trying to devise a plan to go after it. I think it was like around like 20 something thousand gems. I think I had some liquid with, with other, those other NFT things that had going on, but I, I didn't get it. It ended up coming off the market as I was working for it. It was, it was going on, I was working for, for about a few weeks, trying to gems and do other stuff. Ended up taking off the market. And so I never saw it again. At, at that time, I didn't even know how to message people like on the app. You could message people on the feed. But this was like a long time ago and I wasn't as knowledgeable as I am now. So with, with that one, I just saw it on the market. And I would send actually the person messages when I pop back up on the market. It disappeared for like months and months and months, right? And I was like, oh man, that's the one I got away, right? Yeah, it's like kind of that story where like the ex-girlfriend or, or girl that gets away. I mean, and it's like, for me, it's Wonder Woman. It's like the second highest grossing character of all time. And it's like, for me, it's like, man, it's a, that's a really significant character for me. I like Wonder Woman. She's badass. So so when I saw it, and I was like, man, I didn't think it was whatever the price. And I tried to send the guy messages to lower it. And like when you send messages like on the app, it people see that too. And it's <laughs> something it's like it's like a double-edged sword, right? So it's like, man, I, and I didn't get any response after a few days. I'm like, oh man. And that, meanwhile, it's like I'm sitting in the market, and so it's like FOMO's real. I mean, I don't I don't care what anyone says, you know. So people, you can still get a FOMO today or tomorrow, or whatever, for anything you see in the market. So that kicked in a little bit, and up ended up just taking it off the market and buying it. And when you're loading up the gems, and and it, it gets it was pretty intense. But yeah, that was that was that was pretty hard to get, but. Yeah, once I got it, it was just like a, I just felt relieved because that's one of them that one of my favorite collectibles I have at the time, and it's one of them I don't you know plan to hold for a long time or forever. I think it's also more special because I think she came out in 1941, right? Yeah, and these are things, and, and and so if she did, these are things I'm not aware of. So I'm learning things. If if she did come out in 1941, that's that's even more cool, right? And, and and so I learned a lot about like other collectibles I get. 1941, you, know, you got it. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, see, so that's, yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you why I know? You, okay, let me tell you another story. In the past, I interview this guy. He is also a specimen collector, Saxon Sawai. He has an unbelievable collection as well. And he has number 41, Captain America. So Captain America and Wonder Woman both came out in 1941. So wow. he has that Captain America and mint number 41, the Captain America Mighty. So like the, the real FA and you have the Wonder Woman 41. So that's really cool. <laughs> wow, wow, that's so cool. So those were pretty interesting stories chasing those. <laughs> you actually don't know. You actually don't know that she came in, in 1941. No, it's interesting because oh you know, my I'm, god, I, I love all these characters and stuff too. And it's like <laughs> there, there's just so much stuff to learn. Like ever since I got into Vivi, I started. I learned so much. Like I became a, a Star Wars. I like Star Wars now. 1977. Like that's that's huge for these Star Wars guys. And and now it's like I'm learning a lot. I didn't expect to learn this much about characters and the FA years because these are things that I, I wouldn't have known or really even cared, cared about if it wasn't for Vivi, right? So that's what I'm, oh, I want to thank David, you for that and the Vivi team. And, <laughs> yeah. and you too. I wouldn't have known that if you didn't bring it up. <laughs> in, so in case you regretted paying too much for number 41, Wonder Woman, now you don't have to regret anymore because that's her yeah. FA year. So it makes it even more special. <laughs> Exactly. I believe I 100% agree with you. And it's interesting that you said that because the same thing happened when I bought Dumbo. And I forgot someone told me that 41 was the year that Dumbo came out as well. The Dumbo year, 1941. 
that was yeah, Mr. There you go, Mr. V. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, nineteen forty one. Yep. Yeah. So it's like I'm learning these things. I'm going. I'm like, man, that, that's so cool. I think that's really, really cool because it's like I feel it's like I wasn't expecting that. So it, it ends up being like uh, it's like a like a present for me or a gift. I just feel that that I've been I've been blessed with some 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 cool luck. <laughs> that's awesome. Like yeah. those those kind of moments. And I'm I'm not saying you. But those kind of moments can turn somebody from being an like looking like an idiot to a complete genius. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's like, I'm, and I'm the idiot, right? And it's like no, no, cool, no, but... no. I'm not. I'm not saying that you are like that. You are the, the idiot. But I'm just saying like yeah, no. Sometimes, okay. sometimes it's extra fact that that made your decision so much better. Definitely, but but that's just that's how I feel. Like knowing that now that Wonder Woman is a that's the year for FA, you know, so it's pretty it's a tumbling for me. So it's just pretty pretty cool. You know, I don't you know, I don't mind calling myself an idiot or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> also when I look at your your collection and all the specimen collectors collection, and I see these these uh, mid numbers and these years, I always Google them to make sure that oh okay, this guy collected. You have some Star Wars characters, 1977, 76, 78s, or something like that. And I always Google them to make sure. Oh, okay, this guy is actually getting the year that this character came out. So it it makes it even more special. Yeah, yeah. So like with, with the special mints, Star Wars, like the 1977, those like that that's very hot, very very hot items in in the special mint game. They fetch premiums, and also the Star Wars collectors are very very serious group of people. Uh, serious at collecting, but they really joke around and stuff too. Really, really cool people. But it, it's it's uh, that seventy seven is nineteen seventy seven or even seventy seven, and and there's just so much more that I'm learning. Like Star Wars, they're different legions. They have different different things that I've, I've never even known or heard about. It wasn't for VB or, or people I've met on or through VB. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. Star Wars is is very very intense and good group of people. Met a lot of really cool Star Wars people that I, I can see myself hanging out with on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, the rabbit hole for any IP. On VV is insanely deep. Like you, you pointed out for me, I never imagined that I would know so many random facts about like two or three different IPs and the different characters and who was behind them and the different movie releases for each one. It's it's just there's just so many different ways that you could go about each IP and it it gamifies it for us, right? It, it makes it more interesting. It keeps it fresh. Well, when we are on the market, and it does really force those true fans to in interact with each other in pursuit of those significant significant mints to the, to the fans. So I I agree with you, and and at the very least, it's that we have it available twenty four seven three sixty five. Right? It's just another element that we get to get to play with when we're on Vivi. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting because when when like when what I take from the collecting NFTs like CryptoPunks and, and Board Apes or Mutants, they have different rarities as as well. They're all one of ones. I guess you can talk about a story where you regretted buying a particular mint. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm that um that's something that I'm not sure if I ever regretted buying a certain mint. Pretty much something. I think that I do regret maybe is buying something that was maybe pretty high and then it has came down. I think probably the one I maybe regret the most, I think there was Yavanchi that I think I got around like 8,000 gems and then like, so seen it down to like whatever it's at now, like 300 gems. I think that's probably like something I, I regret at the time when I bought it, I didn't regret it because it went up and then down. But I think that's more of a, I think a lesson. There was one that I was thinking about, like the Dumbo that I bought because I think like the following day that I purchased it, it was OTC deal, right? And it's like, shoot, maybe I could have got it a lot cheaper or something like that. But then like to hear that it's like 41 FA years, like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't be thinking like that, right? <laughs> so I don't know. It's like, I don't I don't know if there's something that I, I regret because there might be things that have gone down in value that, that probably weren't the smartest moves. But I think with, with regretting purchasing something, I don't think I have any. What do you think about those sets like where there are less significant characters and I'm, in this instance i'm talking about collectibles what about those sets where there's less significant characters that, that are kind of just thrown into the mix um, and then of course you have those more profound characters big name characters in specific sets if there's like three four five collectibles in within that batch do you find that 
it doesn't bother you when you when you do pursue those when when you did pursue those low mints for them. You know what I think it makes it a little bit more exciting when there's more when there's more collectibles. At least for me, like like for example, like the, the Ant Man set. And there's six of them that I got that, that uh, the six forty ones. So I have the full set. I think that's the only one of EV that. Oh my that, god! A six set with forty ones. That's a flex. Yeah. What was so the that, story behind that set? Because that is definitely like next level right there. Can you can you tell sto- me some stories about that? But uh, how you were able to get all six of them with the mint forty one? Yeah, I, I think you know, like go, going back to being 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 a little bit ready, like and having liquidity and having an opportunity present itself in the marketplace. It just went hand in hand. So it, it, once I saw these forty ones start coming up, I was like, because there's sets that that I've gone after that I couldn't complete. Right, I think I have like two sets where I have like four out of five forty ones, and you're taking a risk by going after these when, especially when all the other ones are not on the market yet. So and I started seeing some on the market pop up forty ones. Cool. So I started snagging some of these off the market anticipating that the olive one would come out and and they did end up coming on the marketplace so it was it was a surprise so anytime you're, you're going after these special mints and i'm, I'm sure mr we can attest to it is it's very rare to find to be able to complete sets that with matching mint numbers and then the more the more items there are in a set the harder it is right so it's like six is very difficult five is very difficult four is very difficult three is very difficult even finding two matching mint numbers is pretty difficult and then and then to find some with significant mint numbers is, is even more difficult so the opportunity was just there and, and i i didn't hesitate uh to complete that set and that's that's probably one of my favorite sets that i have i think five of them are, are interactive right so it's like we're gonna wait and see what rolls out with these interactive uh, collectibles. So I'm pretty excited with that set. But- hey guys, just a quick message. Every week, I, Mr. V, work over 20 hours to bring you the most non-BS VV content. English is my second language and there were nights we recorded until 1 a.m. My brain stopped processing and I naturally spoke Vietnamese to him and it got pretty weird. But that's just how dedicated we are to this podcast. In return, we ask you to enter a gentleman agreement. We will continue working until 1 a.m. for you, but we ask you to subscribe to the podcast leave us a rating and tweet at us to tell us what you think because those comments will ultimately help us to refine the content just for you. That's it. That's all you need to do. Let's get back to it. But yeah, it's, it's, it was, I, w- I was surprised and, and pretty excited once I quit. That's, I was pretty, pretty stoked. <laughs> that, that really is amazing. It's, it's such a challenge, particularly because more recently the, the drops don't sell out. But that one just so happened to sell out. And I think the the airdrop may have helped. It may, may or may not have helped. But in either case, the fact that all of them were, all of those collectibles were minted and available. So that means somebody had those collectibles in their wallets. You're right. The fact that people were willing to list them on the marketplace. Oh, by the way, did everyone list them on the marketplace or did you actually have to ask somebody or did you yourself search using one of those program one of those apps or websites to find the owners of one of those or a few of those 41s were was everything on the market or did you actually have to kind of be a little creative yeah i think i think most of them were on the market they on the market they started after the drop they started popping up like at different times so so i was was pretty much in the market all day that day refreshing the page and uh, yeah they ended up being popped most of them were i got on the market and then also i got dms and i get a lot of dms for 41s for sale i think i negotiated two over direct message and the others I, I got on the on the marketplace. And uh, yeah, so I put that together and, and also ended up finding the first public mint of the FA Ant-Man comic and the last public mint of the FA Ant-Man comic as well. So it's that, that whole set, the first public mint, whole Ant-Man collectible set, and then the first and last mint FA Ant-Man comic. I don't know how, you know, I just I just feel blessed to have the opportunity to put that together because that's, that's pretty difficult. If we were in a bull market, that, that'd be unheard of. <laughs> For me, like just a set of three collectibles, like my... I think it was, yeah, it was my Steamboat Willie set. It took me over a year to put the whole set together. I found wow. two, two out of the three and the third one popped up. Funny enough, it was somebody in our group who had it and <laughs> it was Saxon Sawai. He, he's got, the guy has so many nice mints in his collection that he just, does, he forgets. He forgot that he had, I'm assuming he forgot that he had all of these things. And I've been asking around for over a year. <laughs> wow. So, so, I mean, I mean, it's, I, I think it's really crucial. It's critical time to 
take advantage of those windows of opportunity like like you did to complete the set because after the first 30 days or so the collectibles get delisted from the marketplace right and then all of a sudden there's this i, I don't want to call it artificial delist like a, a reflection of oh man how, how, how do i put it because there's automatic delistings not everybody is actively looking to sell those collectibles they may have forgotten or their or the floor may have dropped so much that people don't don't want to sell at a loss so what what you were able to do with with that six piece set was very very special and absolutely flex set and and the fact that you got the com- the first and last mint of that comic as well for the fa of ant-man i mean that's fantastic man it's real blessed <laughs> to be able to put it together but yeah it's, it's um yeah it takes a little bit of time on the market and or a lot of time a lot of effort to put these sets together like there's people putting countless hours just like you said i took a whole year put that steamboat willie set together and it's, it's really cool and it's fun it's i'm sure it was really fun when you put it together too <laughs> yes it's, yes i find like that the mint like the set collecting and, and matching mint numbers that's like a totally other conversation that we can have for hours and hours i'm sure <laughs> You also have the the posters like like the blue and purple Disney poster with mint forty one too, right? Yeah, and it, and on that one, I'm I'm missing one forty one, so I have um four oh, okay. of the complete sets, and that's like what I, what I was talking about earlier, where it's it's hard to find sometimes, like where where I've never seen it in the market. So every now and then, I'll still go back and look for the see the forty ones in the market, right? So maybe every yeah. maybe days or every once a week or whatever, I'm hoping it pops up. But yeah, the, that's yeah. I have that set, and I think there's another set I have that's where I'm where I'm missing another 41 to complete the set. But yeah, yeah, and the same thing, the same idea. I saw them popping up in the marketplace, and I was picking them up and hoping the other one would pop up, but but it, it hasn't yet. But we'll see. It might take me a few months, maybe down the road it'll pop up, or maybe Vivi might add some change the marketplace up a little bit to where we can search these items and put an offer, kind of like what I had on a on a CryptoPunk, where someone can just submit an offer, and I can maybe I can submit so many gems and let these people uh, let the owners think about think about it and then they can push yes or no i think that's something that that maybe we can that maybe you should consider adding on the app is an offer button or a, uh, the tab for us to make offers in certain collectibles right and so what is one nft that you would absolutely want to keep if everything else is taken away from you uh, on vivi or just overall on vivi on vivi, on vivi. what is uh, what, what is your vivi treasure vivi baby so that's a difficult question because i i do have a lot of my my thor 41 my wonder woman 41 then but i think if i was to keep one i, I think it, it'd be I and mean, this is a close call i'd probably have to go with the fa spider-man being some brain brain fog of the amazing fantasy 15 633 a mint number and i just found out too that the 33 mint number amazing spider-man one was it came out in 1963 in march of 1963 so it's that's pretty cool um that mint number so the 63 resembles amazing spider-man one and then the three resembles the march but that's someone someone pointed that out to me as well uh, that, I, that i'm aware of <laughs> but I, I, one's my i think that one's my baby you can't go wrong with amazing fantasy 15 is that a secret rare variant yeah secret rare yeah wow oh yes. my god secret rare af15 mint 633 yeah oh my yeah. god yeah yeah not that one that one took me a long time to get to just kind of working my way up to saving gems and that's that's probably one of the hardest thing to do on the app is, is saving gems because when you start saving up for something uh, then something else might catch your eye but but yeah that one's yeah that one's my my probably my top grail on the app that is that is that's crazy so i know that you have sold your crypto punks and boy apes at the top and made profit what is your plan with your specimen collectibles and comics and yeah basically do you have like a profit taking strategy or you want to hold a, or you want to hold on to them for a long time if we start seeing the market shift again going up i think what, I, what i've become i think good at is is shorting the market and timing peaks and and seeing things start to come down a little bit so i i think if, if we were to shoot up I, I my grails i don't plan to sell my 41s i don't plan to sell I do have stuff that I've stacked where I would maybe sell a few of them. I wouldn't sell, but still keep. I think David, you had mentioned that everyone should have a collect three of everything. You keep one, you sell one, and trade one. Uh, I do have a plan if we do take off again and shave some, shave some stuff off the top. But my forty ones, they have a lot of sentimental value, and I've never sold one in, until I think two days ago. I sold one to another collector, and only because he he valued the forty ones as well. You know, I sold them Avengers Tower. He's been he was that DMing me for a while. And he has uh, the 41 Golden Moments Avengers logo. So I sold him the tower because he wanted it to match his 41 Avengers logo. So I think with, with the special mints, it might be something like that. 
And with with the stuff that I stack, maybe I'll I sell a few or so if we do see the bull market anytime soon. But but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm cool to sit on stuff too. If someone does want to get something out of my hands that I really cherish, it's got to be life changing money. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it because everything does really price first and foremost for me in my opinion. But it's just it's just got to make sense. I got to be able to maybe trade up or something, right? So it's like if someone really wants something, I have. You know, it, it, it's it would. I'd only really consider selling if I was if I was getting something that I that I would cherish more. So that's just that's why I look it up. Yeah. So what do you think about OMI? Do you have any OMI, and what are your thoughts on the token, and where do you think OMI is heading to? Yeah, I think with with OMI, I, I don't hold any OMI yet, and and that's pretty much the same with with crypto at the moment. I cashed out probably like ninety five percent of all my crypto, and I, I think I'm also that's why I was mentioning building liquidity because I think I want to make a move soon. But with, with crypto, it's it's interesting with and with with OMI in itself. I think I think that the token still has a lot more. There needs to be a little bit more utility to add it to. You know, I, I would love to see. And I'm not a, a tech person, so I don't know how it work. But I would I would love to see our, our NFTs on Vivi being sold or traded with with only OMI, right? Just kind of like the NFTs on the OpenSea are, are sold with Ethereum. That way, if if we do if, if things do take off and OMI does take off, our 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 collectibles would also as well, right? So I, I would love to see that utility added. But with these tokens and coins, these things once once there's like an announcement like that. If they were to add these things, these things just rip. You're lucky if you got an hour or two to make a purchase before they do start taking off. So it's like, just like that other token that just came out called Pepe or Pepe. These things are just flying, right? And I think with, with OMI, it has the potential to fly just because of being tied to Vivi, right? Uh, if the utility is added, I do see a value and I, I would jump in. I think it's, it's good to have a few different tokens and the diversity with, with crypto because we don't know what's going to take off. But I, I do plan to, to get OMI. I just don't know when, if it's a good time now or, or, in, or in the future. But I think I'm, I'm going to get into it you know, pretty soon. But I'd love to see some more utility added to it. What's your thoughts on staking so like previously they had mentioned that if you lock up x amount of omi there's different rewards tiers for the rewards have you ever experimented with staking in other crypto projects and have if you have what was your experience like and if you have not maybe you could share your opinion on on that approach that vv is trying to take with staking in the app for those different tiers and those incentives yeah i think with with, with staking I've, I've never looked into it and and learned about it or, or educated myself enough to feel confident in in doing staking but I, i've heard from multiple people that you can make money or profit or that staking does work but i i don't know enough about staking or i feel comfortable enough to to do any staking at the moment but it is something that i plan to teach myself and educate myself on in the future but but at, at the moment it's something that i'm not in, in a rush to, to jump on board with yeah so now that you have been with vv for almost two years now if you were to go back to your starting date in july 2021 what are the three things can be mistakes can be lessons can be just anything that would that you would tell yourself to help you to make better decisions i guess i'm, I'm more f so focusing on on like what have you learned from your mistakes that you think will benefit yourself in 2021 or other collectors on the app? Yeah, I think yeah, I've learned quite a few lessons. I'm sure having fun. Uh, I think the biggest mistake or lesson I've, I've learned is don't judge an NFT project based on the on the art and, and that pretty much being like board apes in in my own personal experience. And then I feel the more you research, the more you mitigate any any risk. Um, so re reading up and learning about the founders of projects, I think is important. And then also reading the white sheets on certain projects and, and, and coins and things and actually understanding and getting a feel for the project before you put any money in. And then and, and then being patient, like in Vivi, we're in the passenger seat, not, not the driver's seat. And we're, we definitely got to buckle up. <laughs> And, and and enjoy the ride. So it's it's those are pretty much the lessons I've I've learned. And then also if take taking profits, I think was probably the, the biggest lesson I've, I've learned. And I was I was lucky to have a mentor that talked me into it. So I think knowing when to take profits and actually you know t taking profits is, is 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 important from an investment perspective. Do you mind me asking when you do decide to take profits, are there markers? along the way where you can say, okay, this is the point where I know I want to take profits. So like, for example, for me, when I'm dealing with crypto and I see, and you can set your sale prices, 
your selling prices. Normally what I like to do is like every 10%, it goes up. I'll take a, a set amount out for for future liquidity in case there is a retracement in the market. Do you have a, a strategy set in place? I don't really have a strategy. I think like like with my past decisions I've made, I think the biggest indicator that I saw that had an influence was the Fed starting to raise interest rates. So say the interest rates were going low, there was a lot of money flowing around. And once interest rates started rising, then that's that's usually like a, a indicator or signal that the markets overall might be headed down. So pretty much that's what I think was was the biggest indicator I saw because we had the interest rates started going up and up and up for a while. Um, once once that happened, the, the economy is slowly started going down, right? So I think that was my my biggest indicator but back then. Now right, buying and, and flipping is pretty difficult when compared to uh, the bull market. But there are some people that are that are doing that, and every now and then, like I say, if I get a maybe, I think I'm more of a, like a swing trader. If I am, put a label on myself, like to say, maybe I might buy some things, maybe like some lower mints, and then put them on the market, maybe put like one or two, if I buy maybe a handful, put maybe one or two a few months later. And usually the lower mints, they become scarce or even or special mints too, right? Are a little bit more sought after and, and they, they create a higher premium. So if you can get some pretty good deals on the on these special mints, it, sometimes there, there might be someone that, that's interested that, that's willing to pay a premium for it. Um, but yeah, those, that's that's pretty much my perspective on, on that. Yeah. So you are a, a huge whale on the app. You have, we, we spent a lot of time talking about your over 60 NFTs with the Mint 41 and other specimens too, but you also have 3,000 NFTs total in your collection. So you're a huge whale. If you were to hop on a call with Dan and David right now, what are the two things you would want to ask them or suggest to them to improve the app or your experience? I think since we're having a lot of issues like with collectibles and the Dumbo drop and those issues, I think that they should consider keeping maybe the first five mints for Vivi and whatever they want to do with them and starting maybe public mint at number six would, would help solve some problems and uncertainties of, of people that are low mint hunters. We'd feel a lot more comfortable. And I think that would bring more people to the app or, or to engage more. And then I also think that they should consider not shifting the goalposts too much. And then maybe, let's see, I'm sorry, that's already two, but I, I wanted to sneak in that they should drop Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> now, drop Baby Yoda. You know, there's there's a lot of people waiting for Baby Yoda. I, I think that'd be cool. That would, that would bring a lot of sentiment back. And I think that could turn things around pretty much. I don't know. Some people like Pokemon too, but I, I prefer to Baby Yoda personally. You want that Baby Yoda to be like the original color colorway and everything, or would it bother you if it was a platinum moment? Yeah, I think personally, I think the original, and I think it'd be cool to even have like an interactive Baby Yoda because the, being interactive, pretty much like the, it's limitless. Say down the road, if, if we have some any type of gamification, I think the interactive would be the way to go. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, like a green Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about the Viviverse, and where do you think VV will go in the end of twenty twenty three and in twenty twenty five even? So, how do you envision? the future of, of VV and the VVverse? Uh, it's interesting because with, with the VVverse, I think they're using Unreal Engine 5, if I'm not mistaken. And, and that's pretty much a tool they use to create the graphics and whatnot. And that's pretty advanced, right? That's like the most advanced tool. I think they might even be coming out with Unreal Engine 6. So I, as long as the graphics are awesome and good, then people will be all about it. And that's that's what I'm hoping for. We're going to have some pretty cool graphics. My personal expectations aren't, I, I don't, I like to prepare for the worst and pray for the best. So I, I don't have high expectations because I don't want to feel let down when it comes out. So I, I think maybe 2025, it, it, it should be off the hook, right? I don't know if it's going to be off the bat because they're going to have a lot of bugs. They got to work out. But I think there's a lot of potential, a lot of potential, especially with the users. We have a lot of people on Vivi. And the thing is with, with Vivi, it's like for two bucks or whatever, two gems, you can be part of the community, right? So I think they're going to have a lot of users. And I, I, I do high hopes for the Viviverse. And, and, and it's interesting because they can take it so many ways. There's the gamification with things. There's It's pretty like limitless, right? It just might take a little time to develop. But now since we have artificial intelligence that, that also does coding, right? There's people using a chat GBT to build websites or build apps and coding and things like that. So I don't, I don't, I think if we have some advancement in technology soon, which, which we are having, then, then we might even have like a, a, a Viviverse sooner than we think uh, a, a legit cool super Viviverse. But it also depends on, on headsets, advancement of headsets and AR glasses and whatnot. It might take a little bit, little bit of time. I think that's where everything's headed personally. I love talking to you and other specimen collectors and whales like you because you guys are very calm and you guys are very patient. 
and this is the reason why I, I said that because for you and guys like you and, and, and Mr. V, you guys put a lot of time, effort, and especially money into the app. And you keep that faith and that belief, that commitment during the hardest time of VV, which is it's been since 2022 and then now going to 2023. They've missed so many deadlines, so many other OGs and, and big collectors have left the app. You guys are still here, still investing, still engaging. And it, it's just amazing because sometimes for me, I, I've been creating VV content for over a year now. And usually in, in these podcasts, I always mention to people like we work very hard. We work until 1 a.m. Sometime it is now 11, almost 11 p.m. Eastern time, right? So after this call, I miss We will usually talk about how we strategize our content. But my point here is that you guys put a lot of money, effort, time in. I also put a lot of effort and time in. But we are going through a rough time. It's, it is a very challenging time for the app. So I, I don't know about, about you guys, but every day I question myself, am I crazy? Like, why am I spending many, many hours of, of my day over the past year making content, contributing to the community, building the reputation within the VV ecosystem when everything seems like it's heading into the wrong direction or not heading into the right direction that I wanted it to go to. But then when I rethinking about it again, I feel like, well, I, I, I might be crazy. But at the same time, I feel like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I feel like this is the second internet. So you can either buy your physical toys or you can buy your digital toys and, and collectibles. And with VV, they've made the onboarding process so easy. It's just a matter of time, just to my personal opinion, it's just a matter of time before we get the adoption. And that adoption will take us to the next level, especially there are rumors of Amazon app. Amazon having the NFT marketplace later this month. So I feel very happy and I feel very assured with my decision to continue contributing and making content every day. Most of the time, because I hang out with people like you guys who are more experienced, much more patient and can see way, way further into the future because you have that experience in the past. You missed the 41 with CryptoPunk, for example. So I am super happy to get your perspective today because it is very important. It, it, that's why I wanted to bring people with a lot invested into the app because there is a reason why. It's not like you pull money in for nothing, right? You have that belief, that commitment. And I think having your perspective during this tough time is so crucial. And I want to say thank you for that. Oh yeah, thank you too. And I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, and you know, I, you know, I want to thank you as well. You're, you're putting in a lot of work too and bringing knowledge and everything you're you're doing and bringing videos out, it's, it's bringing more awareness into the space. And it's especially with, with the times we're going through now. But it's interesting because it's the, the times we're, we're seeing now, depending on your opinion and perspectives, it, it's going on around the world, not just VV, right? These are things like we're, we're I feel we got to take a step back and it's just not, Vivi, Vivi does have issues, but it's like you take a step back and it's like there's there's so many other things that are that are that are not going too well right now around the world, not the best scenarios. So I think it also that that also comes into the app and, and things like that. So there are people that whether people are they call it spreading fud or, or awareness or things like that. It's it's going on around the world, in my opinion. What we're seeing now in Vivi, it's it's these they have a lot on their plate, right, Dan. Dave, these people, Alex, they got they got so much on their plate. I can't say I can run their business better because they, they have a lot going on. Maybe hearing the community out a little bit would help. There's just so much going on. The whole Web3 space expansion of it is limitless and it's growing so fast. You, you've been in tech and I'm sure you see a lot of stuff going on where where the chat GBT, I think what five already came out too, I think, or is it's coming out. So it's like the, the advancement yeah. on research I've been doing is I, I found out that that technology's at such a rapid pace of advancement that we've never seen before, right? So like this digital renaissance that, that we're having is is we're shifting like from one thing to a, like one huge thing to another, like when the iPhone came out or or when the internet came out, that's what it's been compared to, right? So it's like what, whether all we're waiting for is like the adoption, people to start adopting these things, learning about it. And at the same time, the technology is advancing to make things easier. People are still scared to hold wallets, to hold crypto on, right? Uh, and and these things are becoming easier to access, easier to hold, easier easier to use. We're going through like a what a digital renaissance right now. And uh, just like you mentioned, it's hard to uh, grasp or comprehend at the rate things are advancing and the, all the different advancements of technology. The, the blockchain is, is huge, right? And then also we got AI, right? And then so so it's all these things combined. And then the currencies, right? Digital currencies is, is another thing. And all these things are all intertwined, in my opinion. 
so so we're, we're going through some very interesting times and and, and possible shifts and um uh, in you know big big shifts in history right so web 3.0 i don't think there's there's just so much momentum headed that way where i don't think that can be stopped in my opinion it's great to have your perspective because yeah like i like i said we are going through a tough time and i was having like those kind of thoughts so every time i have those thoughts i'm super grateful to be talking to people like you and we hope to have you on again in in the future to share more stories to share more of the special mints that you collect over time so really appreciate it definitely cool no, i appreciate you guys too for having me on and I, I had a blast and yeah i hope to do it again soon in the future yeah this is 41 I, I i also did want to say that for you and well, to, to all our listeners the the fact that you've got all this experience you've you've done it you've been successful in in multiple ways that you could interpret the term successful right and the fact that you are actively engaging with the community it's it's very refreshing to see someone in your position who's been able to it, it may seem like you're you're pretty low key but to the people who are really like elbow deep so to speak in in vv and actively pursuing specific kinds of mints and things like that the the fact that you are around i think speaks volumes just because uh, your your background the fact that you are level-headed your composure is really a pleasure to witness and to be able to engage with you on multiple platforms on twitter or or here with this podcast it, it means a lot for myself for for will and i think for the community as well so thank you so much for that thank you and, and, and i appreciate that yeah i'm grateful to you guys in the community as well that's one one thing that 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 i see is, is very strong with vv is, is the community whether yet sometimes it might feel like a dysfunctional family at moments there's a lot of people that are making a lot of new friends and that's what i see around our communities and other nft projects where, where people are making friends and, and relationships with people around the world right and people that we've never would have been in contact with before if it wasn't for vv so i, I think that's one of the strengths vv has is is the community is very strong whether we get along or not there are a lot of people that that on this app and that, that love vv and whether might not be all the time but it's it's what's one of the strengths in my opinion it's a very strong community very large community very very large i would have to agree with you <laughs> that's it everybody thank you so much for tuning in i hope you have enjoyed the episode today and if you have remember that gentleman agreement we will continue working until 1am just for you but in return we ask you to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on the actionable and valuable insights everything vv and omen related don't forget to give us a rating and tweet at us to let us know what you think about the podcast so that we can refine the content better just for you thank you so much we hope to see you again next time peace